it's episode 106 with, <laughs> with Jeff Nicholson. Hey, all right. What's up? All right. How are you guys? You all right? We're okay. Well, I'm okay. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> doing all right. <laughs> I can't see anything now. I mean, okay. I've got like loads of things to do after I'm after I'm off air with you guys, so I'm I'm kind of annoyed because normally I would be in the pub. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's itching at the back of my brain a wee bit. Like you know, you're not at a bar. Why is this not happening? Hey, this <laughs> is not a sober podcast. You can absolutely bring the bar here. Oh, I, I normally would as well, but um, I'm just driving in like an hour and a half. So, yeah, <laughs> I, it's pretty devastating. Huh? Yeah, I actually have. I'm like packing things up because I'm hopefully moving soon, and uh, I have like this whiskey that's just here in my room. Oh, it's a shame. Well, and I'm like, I don't drink normally. Like, just by myself. I don't get how people can do that. So it's just sitting there. And I was like, actually thinking, like, should I just dump that? That's a waste of like fourteen dollars. Yeah, it's not like the best or anything. But <laughs> I was like, what do I do with this? Just like save it. Because the only time I drink normally is either with friends or like um, when we do our like virtual Comic Con in November. Once a year, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's either birthdays or then. So I wish I could say the same. I um my I host a podcast on a Thursday and we drink. That's like it's beer and comics is the is the is the remit. So uh yeah, it's quite weird podcasting without beer. It, it doesn't feel like He's like, in fact, I started the podcast for the beer. Like, that was yeah, the whole just, point. You can just do this. Just hold Somebody's like, you got a problem. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's a podcast. <laughs> uh, that's I'm awesome. Waiting. I don't know if you guys have it. Um, we obviously, uh, we have guests on who are from all over the world. And sometimes we've had guests who are, it's like super early in the morning. And a... And we are always kind of eight PM UK time, so we're all so yeah we're 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 quite happy to start Bevan, and then um but then we had a we had a Brendan Wright who's an artist from uh, New Zealand and it was like seven thirty in the morning where he was, and it was just like he's like I'm not drinking. It was like okay. <laughs> <laughs> got to start yeah, the day off while it's young. <laughs> yeah, there's a guy that's on our platform actually that is from finland and he wants to be on our podcast but i'm trying to like figure out when and i'm like right. and it's been like over a year that i'm trying to figure that out and i'm like i don't know when would be a good time well, i think I'm, so it's, it's 5 p.m where i am right now and um, i know it's like is it midday where you guys are yeah like a, yeah it's noon for him 11 for me i think finland's about two hours ahead of me one one hour two hour ahead of me so it's about it's evening time there, like early evening, I think. The only time he really messaged me was like on Twitter or Facebook, and it was like when I'm at work because I work overnights. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'm up, but I can't like do a podcast because I'm at work. But it's not like <laughs> I'm doing anything at work. So, <laughs> and then um, our one friend Hector is actually moving to New Zealand, like July or something. So that should be fun to figure out doing things because he's like an artist for one of our comics nice social media doesn't help either particularly when you're working you know in the creative i think because social media you just I, you, you just send a message out and you just wait until it's received so you know yeah <laughs> yeah we had uh one person but they they live in like brazil so like the time wasn't that bad i think mm. it was the same time that i have so that was okay. But like if I have some, well, my colorist, our colorist is in Indonesia. So I don't know what time it is there. No, I have no idea. I even asked for his address. His address is like very, very long. And I'm like, yeah, can I have your address so I can send like all the comics you've ever done with us there? And he's like, oh, okay. And then I'm like, is this your whole address? <laughs> it's like an essay. So just, I was like, why do you guys have so, such like weird addresses? It's weird. I think I'm about an American, to be honest. Like I um, when when I'm putting things out to, I'm, I'm putting Kickstarter stuff out to the states. Um, I have somebody that's backed my last book, and they're from. It's like, what's it called? Like, um, 
some it's in the it's in Michigan. And Detroit, it's Michigan. Yeah, it's not Detroit. I, I know Detroit because uh, um, the Lions play there, aren't they? And that's where Motown's from. Is that right? That, that's Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> You're like, I'm, I'm going to say this with confidence and hope it's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you say if you say it with enough confidence, folk, folk don't correct you. I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, that sounds exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> um, of course, there's alligators in Canada. <laughs> yeah, totally. uh, hi, um, where are they from? Victory Township, I think it's called. And they, uh, like, that's just a that that sounds awesome. But it's you know the fact that it's a township. I don't know what that quite means. Are all are all towns townships, and we just don't call them that? Or maybe I was gonna say that I, I know that um. If it has township in the title of it, that that could just be the name of it. But like, for example, like my hometown uh, is Mechanicville, and like Ville, just you know, for city. But like we, it's technically like the city of Mechanicville. So if it was a village of something or a town of something, but if it's something township, that's probably just the name of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, for example, like if you were to mail something to Mechanicville, you wouldn't put city of. So if you had to, then that would be part of the name. Yeah. It's like. It's, it's kind of interesting. That's like when you're saying it's hard. Like it's interesting sending stuff to America. It's like the address is so simple. It's like the most specific. So the number of the house. Then it's the street that you're on. So the next most specific. Then the city that you're in. The next most specific. The state that you're in. The next. You know. And so it keeps just getting more generalized as you go outward. It's like so I simple. I suppose that's exactly the same with the UK. When you when you explain it like that, it is like your yeah. door number, your door number, your street, your town, your county. Your, your country. Yeah, I think the only thing we don't include is the county, but that's just because uh, I think probably for the length of um, the length of the address sake, like there's no re- need, there's no need for it because there's if there are any duplicate cities in a state, the zip code would distinguish where they're from. Yeah, okay. so it's like the zip code is kind of like the override mark. To that's make basically sure that the, that's basically part of the address I I don't like about international <laughs> addresses is the yeah, zip the, the zip code because yeah like they're completely not, random not just numbers like here it's just like like mine's one two three oh three well i almost had to think about the <laughs> change but um like uh our friend dylan it's another dylan that's in dublin and when he wrote his address i was like okay i'm gonna check with you before i send anything is there a reason why you have dublin down for like four times he's like oh that was by accident i'm like oh okay so like what is it and he's like it's just Dublin Island. Like, all right, it's not like Dublin, Dublin, Dublin Island. He's like, oh yeah, I remember looking at that address, thinking like that seemed weird. Like I wasn't sure if it was duplicated for a reason. But then it's like a one slow yurt. I was like, I don't know what that is, but that that's the zip code thing. I thought it was because my my only joke about Dublin that I know, and I thought maybe he was trying to get one up on you there, um, is that uh, Dublin's the biggest city in Ireland because it keeps Dublin and Dublin and Dublin. <laughs> and then he's like oh did you send me something i'm like yeah your rewards from like two years ago are finally being sent he's like oh yeah i have to pay like a tax and i was like what he's like yeah, i have to pay like a postage fee for you sending stuff from there and i was like that's stupid and he's like yeah i think that's only ireland that does that i was like that's so dumb why do you have to pay to receive something that you already paid for? It's like a oh, sales yeah. tax on a sales tax. Yeah, we, 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 we do that over here. It's not all the time, but it's some thing. might be a certain weight or something. Because yeah. I sent three comics to him. Yeah, I think it was like three or four. Yeah, I, should, I feel like there shouldn't be enough weight to like trigger a tax. <laughs> um, post office people just don't want to do their jobs because this is only that's just like... Is there any way to make this package just not so heavy? I'm like, this isn't heavy. What is heavy to you? She's like, well, it's 14 ounces. It's like heavier than what it should be. I was like, how much do you think a comic book should be? Like with other stuff in there. She's well, like, 14 ounces for a comic book is pretty heavy. Well, but yeah, like... but it's more than one comic. So I'm just like... I just, find, I just find post offices with comics quite stressful anyway, because I don't know if you guys get the same thing, but like when they, they always ask you how much it's worth, and you're like, yeah, well, that's, that's quite a... That's quite a complicated question you're asking me because I wrote the thing, right? So <laughs> I, I'm a worth million dollars. I'm a <laughs> however, it does retail for like a fiver. <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy too because uh, in the states we have something called media mail where we're allowed to send uh, 
what is it, uh, like books and DVDs uh, and CDs through mail at a slightly cheaper rate. And it turns out that the reason for that is specifically for educational purposes. Like if I want to send somebody a book to learn and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. So we can put our comic books in there, right? And they're like, no, comic books don't count. They're not educational. I'm like, but DVDs count? Like, yeah, how are you going to clarify? Like, you don't ask me what DVD I'm putting in there, right? It's just if it's a DVD, right? You can't even clarify because you'd have to make a bunch of rules to figure out whether or not a DVD classifies. But this is a comic book with book in the title of it. And they're like, yeah, sorry. It doesn't count. You're standing there with, again, I don't know, a copy of Mouse. And uh, and and something in American yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what, I was, that's what I'm thinking of. It's like, aside from the fact that there absolutely are comics that are educational, it also has to do with the fact that I think that they said that the main thing is like they're a highly imaged. They're, they're like a bunch of images, not a lot of text, and that's what classifies it as a comic. I'm like, well, then what do you do for like children's books that are educational? And like, oh, they count if they're hardcover. I'm like. Like, so if you're telling me if I wrap this thing in some cardboard, you'll you'll count it. Like, it's the stupidest rules. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got media mail on some of the packages that I sent out because this one girl that was kind of new in the post office, she was, like, doing it until this old lady came over and ruined my day. She just, like, <laughs> she's like, oh, what are you doing? And then the girl's, like, doing my job? And then I'm like, yeah, she's doing her job. Just shh. Go away. Go away. <laughs> she puts her in a sleeper hold. Just like... <laughs> She's like, um, you can't send comics media mail. I'm like, that's why. I know so many people that get away with that. Well, they shouldn't. And I'm like, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, they need one of me in the office to ruin their day. <laughs> yeah. So you have a Kickstarter that's literally launching in a couple hours. Yeah, well, it will be. Is it Wednesday this goes out, isn't it? So it'll have been hopefully fully funded by uh, the time that this goes out. But uh, it yeah. goes out. It goes out eight thirty Sunday evening. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so as we're recording it, but yeah, hopefully it's fun before this episode. Oh, so we're we're doing like a launch event, um, and I'm hope I'm gonna get quite a few comic creators from Scotland to come and pop on. You guys are more than welcome to. Just if you want to join in, uh. Um, we're uh, it's called Jeff of the Juniors, and it's just basically, um, I don't know, how do you describe juniors? Um, <laughs> it's funny talking about this on an American podcast. Um, yeah, it's so junior in non league football, so non league soccer. Oh, like, yeah, we have like, uh, what do we call it? P- there's like peewee football, and then there's like intramurals, or there's like, uh, it, how, what's the age? Oh, so this it's um, it's Fully, it's um senior level, so it's like I don't know why they call it juniors. I should probably go and look that up. But um, yeah, junior junior league. Yeah, so there's junior. There's like non if it's if it's non professional, then it's probably just intramural is what it would be called yeah, for us. Because exactly. like we have we have like what is it p p uh, peewee, and then there's like JV and then varsity, yeah. uh, which is just junior varsity varsity. But once you get out of high school and you're in college, if you're not playing college football or sports you know if you're not playing a college sport or a professional sport any other type of sports typically called an intramural sport yeah there's pop warner but i think that's Pete. no pop warner is the peewee stuff yeah pop warner is the other name so it's, yeah. it's, basically, it's basically that i find this stuff fascinating so um it's it's different in every country which is like a lot of the stuff i've kind of discussed uh, i've been exploring in scotland um we have what's called the pyramid system which uh you have um like the Premier League or the, the the Scottish Premier Football League, I think it's called. It changes its name every couple of years, but that's like at the top, and there's like twelve teams in there, and then you've got like another three divisions below that, and then anything below that is regarded as is like non-league. Uh, but then there's like eight tiers, so like you can you can. I think the idea is that if you wanted to, you, anybody could form a team and go in at like tier eight, and work your way up, and then. And well, that's actually happened. really cool. It's happened, and it it's, it happens in it like um, it's quite trendy at the moment for a uh, um celebrities to like pay in to this system. They do it down in England. Uh, Ryan Reynolds and I can't ever say his second name, but R- Ryan Reynolds and Rob, the guy from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. How do you pronounce his second? Oh name? yeah, I, I don't remember his last Rob, name. Rob McKenney, I think. Mc- it's, yeah, something like yeah. that. Um, he, um, they they are on the board of directors for a for a team called Wrexham, 
in England. Um, their social media is amazing, by the way. You should totally check it out. It's brilliant. And uh, um, but uh, Wrexham, and uh, I think they're in Wales, but they play in an English division, which is strange because British British soccer is quite weird that way. Um, you have like Scottish teams that are, you know, for officially they're um, they're. Um, Officially, their 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 pitch is found in England, but you know geographically, it makes more sense for them to play in the um the Scottish divisions and stuff like that. So um yeah, yeah it's a bit silly, and I, it, particularly at the at the level of football where I've kind of based my comic, um, you it is generally played in villages of a couple thousand, but it's really quite you know you go on like a Sunday or a Saturday afternoon you with with your parents, everybody knows everybody that's there. Um, there's always like a bar nearby and just um this is great and you, you're so close to the pitch that like you can shout at the referee and he'll actually stop the game to come and like ask you to be quiet and things like that so it's just you know um it's just um or um and I just try, you keep you keep saying close to the the pitch is that what you're saying oh yeah so like the the, the playing field yeah this, this, oh that's interesting and uh, yeah i never heard it called that before but yeah, yeah the pitch um the, the, so but yeah um you genuinely like if somebody um in, in some grounds, you're so close to the sideline that um, if somebody is like doing like a, in soccer, obviously you've got throw-ins and you've got corners, but those guys, those guys will back up into you, and you have to take a step back to give them space to do the. It's brilliant. Um, Scotland um, and fo- football is like I think the most is the biggest sport in Scotland, but it's there's such a weird kind of at the at, at you said the top end guys are guys are making professional living wage off it and doing really really well and obviously down in england it's kind of more i think more of the level of the nfl where guys are you know they're getting paid millions of pounds a year to do the sport yeah. and, they've got like, and they've got like um whereas but in scotland it's like there is that level to it it's not massive but there is that level to it and then you've got this just like lower level that's like almost to the people that follow it is as important but it's just i, I love it and it's quite funny i take my dad along um and uh, it's just some of the um some of the stories and i just so i was writing some of these stories down i've made this comic called jeff of the juniors about it so things like like um i went to see my i went to see oakley united so oakley's a small village in scotland i went to see them play because my uh a friend from work's husband is on the board of directors so she was like oh there's gonna be a big game you should come along and i was standing next to her and she heard um a couple folk further along the line were mo- complaining about the food the f- um and, and um, complaining about how like her pies were, you know, like they were they were eating a pie and going, this pie is disgusting. And uh, my friend was like, she turned to me and she was like, that's that, that's really cheeky. That's real. That's really rude. I microwaved that pie myself. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> just, like, okay, it's, it's hardly fine dining though, man. You went to the you went to the store, bought a bulk set of pies, and then threw them in the microwave. It wasn't like you you didn't bake it. <laughs> Just things like that, and just like, I think stuff like that's quite funny, and um, so I, you know, it, it, it makes me giggle. So I thought, oh, it must be. I wonder if there's that whole thing that it's like a shared experience where people go and be quite like so. Um, yeah, it's like I can't be the only one having this this odd experience. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Where, where in uh, Scotland are you? So I'm about an hour north of Edinburgh, um, in an area that- of five. So. Gotcha. Uh, the reason I was curious, I just re- realized uh, I actually have a friend I think who lives in uh, Edinburgh. Edinburgh. How do you say that name? Ed- Edinburgh. Maybe. Edinburgh. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I actually have a friend who lives there. Uh, he runs like a marketing company there. I just realized that I'm like, oh yeah, I think I know somebody from Scotland. Well, most people know like um yeah, it's a. Uh, I do love I do love um. There's loads of stuff. I, I love. I love just chatting to like. I love chatting to people from other countries about Scotland because, um, like, yeah. There's the um, I don't know Edinburgh, um, but it gets pronounced Edinburgh quite a lot of places. <laughs> uh, uh, Gla- Gla- Glasgow is like, yeah, go. Um, G- but the, the the last three letters of Glasgow are G O W, so it gets mispronounced Glasgow quite a lot. But it's just Glasgow. Um, it's just lovely. And then obviously we've got because of our kind of shady historical past, you know, we spent quite, our, uh, um, the, our, the British people using Scottish ships predominantly went and took over the whole world for a wee while there. A couple of Yeah, just for ago. a little bit. <laughs> it's, it's quite interesting. I've got friends that live in Canada and a lot of the places in sort of Nova Scotia are named after places 
Yeah. Like there's like an and the same in America as well, I suppose. Just the West Coast, uh, the East Coast, sorry, isn't it? So you've got um, so you've got New York, which is the New York, but the old yeah. New, the new, am I allowed to swear in this podcast? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, the, the, like the old York's an absolute shithole. Like, it's like <laughs> that's the, why we, that's why we made a new one. It's so much better. <laughs> but the new one's like the most important set, one of the most important cities in the world. But the old one is like, yeah. Well, it's funny too because even like uh, New York, like the state itself. Like, I feel like everyone in the world, like when they hear New York, they just think of the city, but the state's like, I don't know, 70 times bigger than just that one part of the, yeah. <laughs> the city, like landmass wise. But like, I get it because uh, of all the people that even live in America that, you know, a, a, a bigger than one percentile lives in New York City, I believe. So <laughs> hey, it's just, um, I just, I love, I love it. Um, I'm just, I'm just Googling it just now. Uh, cause I, my, my town's called Dunfermline. Yeah. Uh, but there is a there's a village in Illinois called Dunfermline as well, which I'm assuming. Uh, but, um, and I love that. It's just this like there's loads of them. And uh, one of my favorite holiday resorts is is a small coastal town called Whitby, and I believe there's a Canada. Canada's got their own Whitby, which is <laughs> just all that sort of stuff. I was watching a watching a documentary about dog shows, and the the grand final of the Canadian dog shows happens in Whitby. I was like, that's that, that's quite funny. <laughs> There's a comedian, uh, Daniel Tosh, and he had a thing in his stand-up one time that he was talking about. I think it's pretty annoying. I, no, I think it's him or uh, Tom Segura, and they're like talking about how there's like states that have cities that are named after like actual cool places. Oh, like, yeah, that's Tom yeah. Segura. He's talking about Paris. He's like Par- Paris, Louisiana, or whatever it is, or yeah. Texas, and they're like, uh, make, like a will be in Paris, Alabama, but in my <laughs> mind. No, that's, that's uh, Daniel Tosh. He's like, well, in my mind, I'm going to be in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tom Segura is the one that jokes about the yeah. fact there's a couple of like huge cities in Europe, like Paris, that we have a city here named after that city. And it is named after that city, but like they're not even close. Like it's not a big city. It's, you know, barely, you know, a small city with like something that's entertaining there. That's about it. Yeah. We got like a smaller version of the Eiffel Tower or something. He's like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> That, there's that, an idea. There's like that. a Toronto or something. There's a Toronto, <laughs> Texas, or something. I don't know where it is, but there's something like that somewhere else. I'm just like, why? How do you do that? I love it. I, I just assumed that had to do, particularly some of the like the, the the British names had to do with like settlers just trying to like. Oh yeah, like York, for example, like New York and you know the old York. It's literally people that came from there and they settled the area, so. No, it's New York, you know, like this is the people of that area and then they name it that way. Like in that's that's what's like super <clears throat> interesting about the states is that we have a lot of areas that have names that sometimes like if like city by city they don't always match. So like you have New York, which makes sense because people that uh came from Europe came over here and they're like, Hey, we were from York, now we're gonna name this York, New York. And then we have like random cities that are also named after like tribes that were already here, like Schenectady. And you're like hey. Where the hell did that name come from? <laughs> and and then like you know, and then right next to it, it's like Albany. I think all I think there's Albany's also from uh, somewhere in Europe. I don't remember where, but like there's like cities that just like alternate, uh, like localized stuff, foreign stuff. And then the one that, I think the one that got me recently was uh, I just learned that uh, so the word or the name for Japan and Japanese is Nihon, and the symbol actually the symbols actually stand for. Um, uh, it's like sun origin, and it turns out that it's it's from the perspective of China because the sun rises from the east, coming from Japan. So Japan is known as the origin of the sun, right? Oh, cool. And I that's like an awesome ass name. And then you're like, what's America named after? Like some dude. <laughs> <laughs> like the name America is like some dude's last name. Like, you know, and I'm sure that means something, but that's not why we named it America. We named it that because somebody mapped out the territory and his name was America. We're like, yeah, we're just going to call it that. Like, so it's, it's just interesting like, where a lot of our names in the States, I feel like we just took from other places and we're like, I feel like this looks like a New York. You know, I feel like this looks like a Alabama. Like, like they're just making up names or they're taking names from people. Um, you know, lots of cities named after people. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting that like some other countries in the world and, and some other uh, states within them or provinces within them have a name that like is relevant to that area. Yeah. And we're just like, whatever. <laughs> Quite, um, I was trying to come up with like a, like 
um, I've got a comic series called uh, The Spirit of Inky, which is, um, and uh, it's a it's a superhero um, series set in Iraq. But one of my one of my main protagonists is an American um, ex soldier, and I was trying to come up with like what what I thought was like a cool American sounding name, and uh, so I went with the name Clyde because uh, Bonnie and Clyde, and that was pretty cool. Um, uh, 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 um, but then it wasn't until a month later ish after i'd like properly written it that like um one of my one of my friends colin who is a comic writer as well he was kind of like i thought it was, he was like i thought it was quite clever that you named your american after something scottish i was like what? <laughs> so clyde's what, a scottish name the, uh, well the clyde's a river that is there is oh the river that runs through glass oh, Apparently, that's the origin. That's the origin of that name. Is the, I went to Glasgow with my children, and uh, and I was like, I, I just remembered that there. I was like, why did that take so long to make that connection? It's just so weird. Sometimes it's it's actually cool though, because you got a name of like you know an infamous you know an infamous American, and uh, you also got a local name. So that's kind of a cool uh, yeah. cool connection there. It's quite an infamous river as well, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for that's awesome. our. For our uh, universe or whatever, we have um, instead of North America, we have uh, what is it called? Uh, the Commonwealth of Whit Whitmire. Yeah, we, we basically like, looked up a bunch of different. Uh, we looked up all the different like ways you can name a territory. Like you know, like we have like the United States, so it's a collection of states. And then like, what else could you have? You could have districts, or you can have commonwealths and we're like ah, oh, okay let's you know let's go with that and then we're like all right so it's gotta be the commonwealth of something and i think we ended up like looking up somebody like, else a really was, old like mayor from schenectady yeah i think that's what it was it was like an old mayor from schenectady that we're pretty sure didn't have any negative stereotypes towards him like <laughs> like we were like let's go back far enough and let's make sure that they're clean and then we're just like let's just take this name and then we're, we're gonna call our whole area that yeah called that but then it's broken up into different districts and then there's like cities and towns within those districts so there's like six different or four or six or something different districts throughout that continent and then there's a bunch of other ones but i don't have like a russia i have where like south america is so it's not all of russia but it's like I named something called moscow it's called moscow it's different <laughs> i didn't really tell you well it's like Moscow. Oh, where'd he go? He disappeared. He said something, and then all of a sudden, he vanished. Greg, have we been on a podcast, or is we just imagining this whole thing? Just a ghost. It's just a random camera into some some guy's living room. It's like what's happening? <laughs> I think mine. <clears throat> the last episode too was something yeah. weird. Yeah, you started cutting out cutting a little out. bit. Yeah, you, you're, even right now you're cutting out yeah. a little bit. You were actually fine the whole time, and then like within like the last two minutes, like it starts getting a little oh, choppy. Like it, the screens go black, and then they're like buffering. And I'm like, I don't get why it's doing that because my internet's fine. Wow. So, yeah, it's weird. The oh wait, is that him? Is the ghost returned? <sighs> yeah. Hi. Sorry. I, I'm. I'm sorry, um, I've got a really. I don't like you said. Like I'm like, oh, something's wrong with my internet, but it's totally strong. Apologies. Yeah, no worries. Something just happened to Greg too. I don't know if I'm chopping for you guys, but like, yeah, like all of a sudden, like you were you were started chopping. Greg and I were back and forth, and then all of a sudden, Greg starts chopping. And I'm like, is it me? <laughs> did I do this? <laughs> I did What's it on it? the last episode, and then before that, I didn't do it. I don't think really at all. I so I just it. don't get why the internet is doing that. When I move, I'm getting better internet. So yeah, yeah. I can't wait until Google Fiber is like officially solidified here because like they're still like laying all the lines down but uh google fiber has like two two gigabyte speed and i'm like i'll never have a problem again <laughs> we, i had yeah. a um i had dave mckean on my podcast last week i i've, I've like a uh, last year sorry i've had like really like not had no issue with my internet for years and then um it was literally like that evening it's and it's never been amazing but um i'll say he was he was quite a big deal for us in terms of like guest status because you know he wrote uh, or he drew um Arkham Arkham Asylums 
the a serious oh. for a serious earth and, and he um he's oh. Neil Gaiman's like he's Neil Gaiman's artist and stuff like that. And we were like, this is really, really cool. And then um like it was like this. And uh, it got to the point that actually I I went away and had a wee cry and let my co hosts like man man the show for a bit. I was like, Oh, this is a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that was one of the things that uh I think uh when I was in upstate New York, the the second I got access to um fiber optics i jumped on that uh and i think it was like maybe like 500 megabytes or something like that i don't remember what it, it was something way higher than all the cable lines were offering and then when i moved to nashville i found out they had the gigabyte internet and i'm like yep i'm never going back because like, like i i couldn't stand like being on a show or be doing stuff like this and then it would disconnect and so now like if if there's ever a disconnect it is extremely rare that it's on my end and if it is it's usually like a technical issue not because of like internet speeds or uh bandwidth because like with fiber optic there's no bandwidth problems because you can send information both directions but when you're running copper lines they can only send one direction at a time and that's why people can get choppy if like someone starts like streaming something and you're trying to upload video it'll just start cutting that stuff out yeah yeah I love being as a podcaster. I love being a podcast with other podcasters because the, the conversation just goes into total random directions. I don't know if this is interesting. <laughs> you're like, but yeah. So they had this other podcaster on, and then they like started just talking about like the fiber optic capabilities of. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was on a podcast a couple of years ago. We just talked about how good Streamyard was for ages. It's awesome too. Yeah. Like it, it, it is fun. Cause uh, yeah, when you're with other podcasters, like, you know, you've all like everyone who's done a podcast has dealt with the same issues at least once. It doesn't matter. Like I've had the gigabyte internet and still had my internet cut out. Like it happens. Like it, you know, so like everyone, everyone's dealt with all these problems before. Like I think one time I was supposed to hop on with Greg and something happened where I couldn't get anything to open on my computer. I had to close everything down, restart it, update it, do a bunch of stuff. Like, and like, we were supposed to already have started the episode and all this. And I'm like, I'm sorry. It's been like 10 minutes, 20 minutes of like trying to get everything to work. And our guest is waiting. And like, I've almost never, like I built a beast computer. So I wouldn't have to deal with it. I got gigabyte speed internet. So I don't have to deal with it. And for whatever reason, I, Oh, I remember what happened, Greg. It was my, uh, my antivirus, like uh, I was using uh, an antivirus, I don't remember that, it's AVG, I think. And something happened where like there was an error when it went to update and it basically started acting like a virus. It was eating up all of the memory on my computer and I couldn't get anything to run and I had to uninstall it. And then it froze during un uh, the uninstallation product, uh, process. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? I'm like, get off of my computer. <laughs> it's like, what is this, Windows 10? It's stressful when you've got a guest on as well because it's like it's their time as well, eh? and you're like, oh no! <laughs> so I swear I didn't mean to. Yeah, with, with that episode, I just started without him, and then like we talked, and then I, we did like a separate thing after that. I think, I think that was one of the unreleased things. I don't remember, but we just kept talking. But uh, yeah, I was just talking about the crow and whatever else. Well, now that, now that now that we've talked to all the podcasters out there. Why don't we? Why don't you share a little bit more about your podcast and what you guys do for your podcast? Uh, okay, um, so we have a, we have a podcast called The Brugiders, um, the Beer and Comics Podcast, and it's myself, my friend Colin Maxwell, who is um is a he's a he's a total dude. He's a really good guy. He's also a successful comic writer, working currently working for DC Thompson, who are the um, who are probably the second or third biggest comic company in the UK, you know, um, known for the Beano and the Dandy. I don't know. Do you guys get the Beano and the Dandy over there? Uh, that name sounds familiar, but I, I don't think I've seen it. Yeah. Um, a, just a nice wee com uh, a pretty cool company from a pretty cool company from Dundee in Scotland, but uh, they're they're known for just loads of things so they do the Beano and the dandy are like their two major comic creations that have got a uh, i don't know like you, they've got statues of them in dundee and stuff like that they've got um we'll just um and just very very british i suppose very scottish they also but they also have a they have a comic line that they put out for years called commando comics which are sort of small 
Okay, let me see if I've got one here actually. Small A5 books that um come out come out weekly and are uh, let's see if I find them here. Let's see if I've got one. I might even have Colin in a second. But yeah, so we um have Colin a week. Yeah, we just kind of talk about uh, comics and beer every week. We all bring a comic, we all bring a beer. We've also got my friend uh here's come out of the comic. There's Colin's one actually, signed. Uh, you guys see that okay? Where are we? Nope. Uh, uh, one second. You're, you're still frozen. Like it, saw, it showed oh, you no. like go to grab something, and then you're like on an you're like reaching oh, no. to the side, and like you're all silhouetted, which is cool. But oh, and then it just fast forwarded. Oh, no. I don't know. Oh, it's a little dark. Okay. So now now I saw it in front of the screen, but it was dark. Okay. Oh, I see it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, everyone just needs to check out uh, Colin Maxwell um, from Commando Comics. Uh, but yeah. Um, and then we've got my friend Dave Craner, who is um, he, he has a comic series called Glass City, which is about a sort of um, fictional. Is this it right here? Um, um, hold on, I'm, I'm I'm frozen now as well. Give me a second. Oh, <laughs> probably backwater in Scotland. Oh, these guys. Um, let's have a look. But it's called Commando with a with a big red C with a yellow outline. Uh, yeah, um, the home of heroes. Um, just a, just an, it's a, it's like an action comic that comes out every couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, it looks like they have a bunch of. Oh my god, is this issue number five thousand five hundred thirty-eight? So I'm assuming there's a couple of these. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Co Collins one is five thousand. His first one anyway, because he's got about five stories on there. His current one's five thousand three hundred seventy-one. Um, uh, that's pretty cool. Um. So yeah, he's he's by far. Oh, there you are. Yeah, that's it. I've I've caught where he is now. Abs, um, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, Commando, massive massive following. We we did a we did a comic convention in Glasgow together a couple months ago, and uh, I've never we, we met a proper Commando Comics fan there. Who was genuinely um, who was genuinely laughing out loud to have met Colin. He was so excited. It's really cool. Um, like I was like, that's like total that's total life goals for any comic creator, I imagine. To have that kind of effect with a with with a guest or with with a, with a with a with with we call them punters with a, a like a comic convention guest um yeah but yeah that was um so we've got my friend dave sorry as i said he's um dave Crana. he has a series called glass city which is a sort of about a fictional dystopian glasgow um which is on its third issue and it's really good um sort of noir mixed with um, sort of sci-fi. It's pretty cool. Um, glass. Um, there's a whole thing in a. I don't know if you. I don't know if you guys have this kind of. In my in my mind, the USA is massive, but we have this kind of weird encroachment thing happening in Scotland, where sub suburbs are growing so much that they're. That, you know, they they effectively. So Glasgow, for example, has traditionally central Glasgow is what most people would regard as Glasgow, but um, over the last you know industrial revolution in the last couple hundred years of just social development has meant that Glasgow is actually, you know, there's, there's towns that are just getting sucked into Glasgow. So, you know, in the olden days, maybe the 50s, 60s and 70s, they might have been their own village, but they're now just a Glasgow suburb because yeah. the suburbs have grown out so much. Um, but actually there's, um, there's certain roads that you can drive, despite the fact that Glasgow and Edinburgh are like 30 miles apart, there's certain roads you can drive and you, you could you could navigate between the two villages without going into any un, un undeveloped area. It, you know, you would just drive through villages that are connected to other villages. Um, and there's a lot of sort of social development theory out there that suggests that if, if, if that sort of level of development continues over the next 30 or 40 years, a bit like the mega cities in, a, in the Judge Dredd comics, like you've got, a, you know, <laughs> eventually, eventually it would just swallow up entire like sections of the world and you would just have these like mad like mad cities and edinburgh would be like edinburgh would be kind of like a part of a bigger city that also included glasgow but they would be, you know they would effectively be the same town um yeah like twin probably like a twin cities kind of deal because yeah i was just looking up pictures of uh glasgow glasgow and it's definitely like huge um but uh yeah that, i feel like that's happened to a lot of major cities or you know like like here, like Los Angeles, like I, I feel like most people probably see Los Angeles as a city, but Los Angeles is actually a county that just has a ton of cities that are now just one area. And they have like, you know, 
typically there's county police officers and there's uh, city police officers and then there's state police officers. But like there's basically just L.A. County police officers all over that area. They don't really have like separate uh, like they do, but they don't necessarily have separate uh, police stations as like the main um, policing of the area, even though it's like it's basically just expanded to this massive area. And that happens a lot with other cities where uh, they start to grow. The suburbs get, uh, you know, built out. And then some of the buildings of the downtown start moving away and start getting larger towards the outskirts. So, yeah, it happens all the time. Yes, it's, it's totally that. Um, and so my, my, my friends, like, imagined what that town would look like. And it's um, Glasgow's, a, Glasgow's a really fascinating town. It's a town I spend quite a lot of time in. Um, but it's... um. I don't know. Like um, I, I don't know. I, I've not travelled enough to know if it's other, if other cities kind of have this thing. But there's a lot of gentrification and rebuilding going on in Glasgow. But it's, it, 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 it it seems to happen quite irrationally. Like I don't. I, um, so you end up having these super beautiful developed structures, and then they're um they're mixed in with a um they're they're mixed in with um sort of underdeveloped like, like traditional buildings and, and and historic buildings so you have like just like you'll have a block that looks super modern and super new right next to something that looks really gothic and like or and then right yep. next to that there's a right next to you've got like a like um i can't even remember what that that, that sort of era of um, art nouveau there's like a, there was an art nouveau movement in a, in glasgow and then you have like so you have like three buildings that look like you know completely different and they're right next to each other and there's like there's no town planning at all it just looks mad <laughs> yeah that, that happens sometimes here like even the the city i went to uh university and they basically had uh the, the university itself was buying a bunch of buildings around it and some of them are historical so they can't knock them down but they'll knock down everything next to it and build new buildings so you'll have like this random historic building and then new building right next to it and then you'll have the house they couldn't buy because they wouldn't sell it next to that I, I remember going out to uh actually back back to la i was in la at an airbnb and this lady had like this small one-story house right next to a bunch of like almost you know they weren't quite skyscrapers yet but they were getting to like the the five six story apartment buildings like right next door and it's just this random house there because she won't sell the land and it, it's just hilarious because like <laughs> like that, that's basically what happens and then if, if she waits long enough whoever eventually might buy that property might want to build a new style house and it'll be right in the middle of all these other <laughs> all these other buildings so yeah that happens a lot when uh especially when they try to basically turn a suburb into a city, right? They try to absorb it into the main part of the city. And when they do that, some people don't want to sell their houses immediately. So they get a bunch of contractors. They'll build these four houses they were able to, or these, these four buildings they were able to buy the land for. And then later they'll have another developer who will build these houses. So yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty inter it. interesting to see it. It's interesting. It's entertaining. And then, um, I mean, Glasgow at the moment is effectively Gotham. You know, like uh, all the, <laughs> all the, um, the, I believe I've not seen the new Batman film yet, so please don't, but don't show me. I do, I do I've not seen it yet either. I do know there's a motorcycle sequence in a graveyard, and there's a really awesome graveyard in Glasgow called the Necropolis, which I believe is where that was filmed. That's I, awesome. I think, um, I think so, because like all of Gotham in the movie is based in Liverpool, so they, they could have went there to do that. I, I think, I think they, um, I think a lot of the films are doing that now. I think obviously we're probably cheaper to film in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, less taxes. Because <laughs> um, Leeds, I think, is getting used for Secret Invasion. Leeds is um Leeds is like a sort of northern industrial town in England. Hmm. I see Glasgow, Glasgow at the moment, um, and I do know that a lot of the scenes were filmed. Uh, for the a lot of the scenes for the Batman were filmed there. Um, also, uh, I quite liked it because um there's a sequence in the Flash that's getting filmed. Um, I was I was in Glasgow for a weekend with my with my wife last year. Actually, they were filming a um, they were filming scenes set after the moon landings for uh, the new Indiana Jones film in the street that me and my wife were in, which was really cool. So it was like this a uh, this this traditional Glasgow avenue, and they all all the front of the all the front of the decor and the shots was all filmed. You know, it was all like ninety nine cents gas and stuff like that. It was really smart, but um. 
two weeks later, they, they were filming a, a Batman sequence for the new Flash film outside a, a gay bar that I was in with my with my wife and our friends. And um, so I, I follow the... Um, uh, I follow this specific bar, uh, this LGBT friendly place on Facebook, and they were like, they they were they were posting all the pictures from from their front door of like the bat the bat pod driving past, and they're like, do you think you'll come in for a drink if we ask it? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I know I know uh, Batgirl's getting filmed here as well at the moment, and then obviously there was a huge section of uh, Infinity War was filmed in Edinburgh, which was really smart. Um, I yeah. I'm a high school teacher, so I took some kids through for took some kids through and showed them the the shop where uh, there's like there's a clothes shop that has like a, a on a, a, it's the street that me and my pals used to go and like when we were like 15 and 16. It was where we used to go and like buy cigarettes and and drink beer because it was like this really trendy. It, it wasn't trendy, but it was kind of it was kind of edgy, and it's where all like the the vinyl record shops were. And me and my friends thought we were punks, and we could hang around and up there, um, and. The, the scene where uh, Vision gets stabbed in Infinity War, um, and it starts like this big battle scene, is on this on this specific street, and there's um there's quite a distinctive poster that's like it says "We'll fry your kebab" on in the window, and it's like if you watch that scene in Infinity War, it's when uh, um, Wanda and Vision are chatting, and then you can see it right in the background. It's just this, that's this, awesome. It's it's designed to look like a like a traditional fish and chip shop in Scotland, but um. It says we'll fry your kebab on on the poster, and that that um that that's a clothes shop normally, and that clothes shop now has that poster in their window. So I think it's obviously their it's their little claim to fame for that kebab shop from Infinity War. <laughs> that's awesome. That is so cool. Like when you get uh, certain films like in your area. I think like one time we had uh, a, a major um, film that recorded on one of the highways in albany which in upstate new york and they had to like shut down the whole highway to do like a chasing and stuff i actually had um the netflix show the punisher it was actually on like a certain bridge just a section of a bridge was used for that show in albany and i was just like what there's there's loads of folk in edinburgh and glasgow that do like these superhero tours like i think it's done through like airbnb where you can just go and like somebody will take you for a walk and i think it's just random so like you just put your name you know in the same way that you can just put your flat up for like a room in your flat up on airbnb you can like you can advertise like a to, to offer up an experience and like there's loads of them in scotland for just like the outlander do you guys like outlander that's the big thing that everybody always asks us about um because that was all that was all i've never watched it but i know of it yes um yeah that's total massive in I think it's just a massive show, but it's a lot of it's filmed in like the area where I live, and a lot of it was filmed in Dunfermline or villages in and around Dunfermline. But it, it gets kind of crazy. There's a, there's actually there's a small town called Curis, but it's it's spelt Culross, and uh, I spend quite a lot of time there just because it's lovely. But you do see people like walking into the middle of the street when there's traffic because they want to take like a specific photo of a building from a specific angle because it showed up an outlander like that, and you're like. Yeah, this is a function in town, man. Like, <laughs> you, these, cars, these cars won't slow down. <laughs> There's a place in uh, in San Francisco that's super famous. It's the uh, the Winding Road. I think it's like uh, just an L. Like Lamar. Uh, damn, what's I, I think I saw Gordon Ramsay on it in a program that they broadcast over here. I'm sure, but it's so funny because I, I physically walked there when I was visiting a few years ago, and so I'm just on the sidewalk and I walk all the way up. And there is a line of cars waiting to go through this thing. And one of the cars that comes through ends up pulling into one of the houses. And I just hear him get out of the car. It's like these, in fact, he's like swearing because all these tourists are preventing him from getting into his own house. And I'm like, I'm like, why would you choose to live here? Like you, like you definitely weren't born and raised here. You clearly bought this property and it, it's probably worth a ton of money. So if you didn't, if it's that frustrating, sell it or rent it out so you don't have to live there, right? Let somebody else deal with it. Um, but yeah, like it was so crazy because people, you're right. Like they'll just stand in the middle of the street and take pictures. And um, they're so like, uh, like focused on like wanting to get their shot. I actually watched, they have to have uh, traffic people on the top and bottom of this road to direct people to make sure that there's no, uh, no accidents occurring because they're so distracted. And I literally watched the guy on the top of the hill have a BMW roll over his foot. And I'm like, 
I'm like looking at his foot. I'm like, ah, and he looks down. Like it was one of those like delayed reactions. Of, like that's your foot. And like he's like, ah, and like he's he's like yelling at the guy in the car. And like the guy's like, like what? Like he didn't know what he did. I'm like, I'm like, move, like, move. Like they're, like they're so focused. Like oh, I just want to drive down this this street. Um, and uh, you know, I got Windy Street in San Windy. That's a really Scottish word, man. Lombard Street. That's what it is. Lombard Street. Yeah, and yeah, but it literally goes back and forth like this, like four times in like less than a block. Um, and it's like the, the other really cool thing about it is that there's actually the you know like the macaw parrots, like the red, the bright red parrots that are from like South America. I think um, somebody they're they're like they're not native to the U.S. They live only I think in South America and somebody accidentally or on purpose, like released their macaws in that area. And then for whatever reason, there's so much like lush greenery on this street that they can survive there and they flourished and there's a bunch of them. That's amazing. It's so random. Like there's just a bunch of these parrots there and you're like, what the hell? (laughs) It's like so weird. Isn't that that like Gilbert Godfrey plays in Aladdin? A parrot? Yeah, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, he might be. Yeah, I thought that was. Nah, I don't. I don't think he's like a macaw. Like the macaw is the one that's like red, and then the tail's colorful, like a bunch of different colors. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure if I'm thinking of the right name. First, I was gonna be like, oh, you Google it. That's what we do. You Google it. What kind of bird? Is yeah, it? yeah. It's like mostly red from head to back, but then its wings are like yellow, green, blue. Like they're like that. Those those types uh, of birds. Yeah, yeah. but like they're just randomly in San Francisco. <laughs> You're like, what the hell? There's loads of animals like that. Did, um, like to go back to like how crap we British were. I think the only reason you guys have rats was because we brought them over. It's not like did we not did. I, I'm gonna have to fact check that obviously, but I'm pretty sure the British brought. I'm pretty sure it was the British that brought rats over. Oh, to the states, you mean? Yeah, I think so. Take them back. <laughs> well, uh, well, we'll see the boat. It's fine. <laughs> um, no, and I, 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 did, I do want to point out before I, I forget, and he, because he, he will watch this, and he'll give me a row. Um, my, my friend, um, so as well as Colin and um, David on my show, I've got um, my, our friend Andrew is also a, a, a co-host, um, and he's a comic book shop owner in a, a small town called Kirkcaldy, in 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 Fife, where I'm from, in in Central Scotland, and. Uh, He's a total awesome. He's like a he's like a total comic guru, and he he's usually he's doing what Dylan's doing right now. Whenever like we're 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 hosting the podcast, like myself and the rest of the guys will just will blether, and you can just hear Andrew going. I was I was curious. I was trying to remember if it was macaw. I looked it up. Um, I don't I don't think they're macaw, but they are brightly colored. They're like green and red and a bunch of bright colors. But I was curious because I'm like skimming through trying to find the name, and it said apparently. A commonly held belief is that the parrots were released by a woman who was having a psychotic break and subsequently burned down the pet store where they were housed and then, like, <laughs> let them go, <laughs> which apparently that's partially true. But, the, it, yeah, that's that's it crazy. Have, it does have, like, an urban legendy kind of vibe to it, doesn't it? Like you can yeah. Run, you, <laughs> it, can, it can grow arms and legs quite quickly, I think, that kind of story. Yeah, th- yeah here's the uh, – I'll show you this real quick. This, this is the type of uh, – type of parrot <clears throat> yeah see it uh, yeah so they're like bright, that's not the macaw but it's a brightly colored it's like red and green it actually it doesn't say what it is in here but yeah see like they're random like they they're not supposed to be there they're just randomly are they there are, 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 huh? are they are they pests are they um oh like do they bother people uh, yeah, other they, than they, like they, other than making they, noise they, not really <clears throat> that's that's the thing about a lot of these animals aren't they because they, they um like rats and what's the is it the the, the rabbits and is it a certain rabbit that got released by British people in Australia? And oh yeah, to, wasn't that to like eat like bugs or something? Or is it, is it, to, it was to do something, yeah. But they're because and then they just like wreck it. They had no natural predators in these areas. They just became like total. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like the wolves of Yellowstone Park. We had deer out of control, so we're like, well, let's just release a couple wolves. And then they, like, got out of control and started eating all the deer. And then, like, oh, crap, now we got to hunt the wolves. <laughs> so, like, yeah, we, we, yeah, we do that all the time. We're like, oh, yeah, like, this seems like it. Well, actually, didn't that happen? That's happened a couple times in Australia. Didn't they have, like, an issue where, like, a bunch of emus? Or, yeah, I think it was, like, emus or ostriches or something like that where they got, like, super out of control 
to, to the point where they tried to hunt them down. They had the whole military with like trucks and guns trying to stop them. And they literally like, this is like an infamous story where I think they literally couldn't get them and they actually lost. Like they got overwhelmed by the birds. And like, it's this epic st story of like the, the battle of, of the, uh, the Austra uh, Australia army against <laughs> these birds and they lose. They couldn't stop them. <laughs> do, you, do you often hear stories like that and you're like, you just take a wee note because you're like, there's a comic here. Yeah. <laughs> I, love well, I, I love those ideas because, like, not necessarily the exact idea, but the idea that it's kind of funny where, you know, you could have, like, a pest thing get out of control and then you try to fight it, but they're actually so powerful that you're, even your best military equipment can't stop them. <laughs> it's like, like, it's such a weird story. So, yeah, it's like, I, I do like that stuff. I, I actually really looked. Look. Oh, cool, sorry. No, go for it, Greg. Oh. Tell us the story. So I actually Google it, and it is a scarlet macaw that is the bird in Aladdin. Oh, so. you had to, you had right. to, yeah. <laughs> you just had to be there, Greg, where you can't, you can't let it go. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> had to make sure. Um, that makes that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, I read a story at the week uh, last weekend that I've, I've scribbled down. Um, I don't know if you guys do it, but like obviously as well as like. Like hosting the podcast, I know you guys both do it quite a bit of writing. Like, do you do like like do you like send shit to like your friends thinking it's an amazing idea, and then they don't like the it just gets deadpan or like. So I'd um I'd read there's apparently a penguin in Edinburgh Zoo that has like um yeah I know so Ed, the, the 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 penguins in Edinburgh Zoo are like really quite they're quite famous just because they go on like a parade every day. They like they literally open up the penguin enclosure and let these per, per, uh, penguins walk through the zoo once a day. It's totally amazing. It's really smart. If you're in Edinburgh, go to see the penguin parade. It's pretty cool. But, um, <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's apparently an emperor penguin that became like the official mascot during World War Two. It became the official mascot of the Norwegian, like a Norwegian based, uh, um, like like in Scotland we housed quite a lot of foreign troops from like like I would say, and then in the UK in general, like a lot when when the Nazis took over France. A lot of like French people, the free French we called them, they moved into they moved to England for a wee while, and were part of the the guys that landed in, in during D Day. You know, there was just um, and just stuff like that. But um, there's loads of really awesome stories like that in any war. But there's a, apparently there's, there's these sort of Norwegian soldiers that totally fell in love with um the penguins and gave. You said it was the emperor penguin. Is that that one with like the orange? Uh... I think so. Um, yeah, they, just, they totally loved this penguin and like gave give it. I'm gonna have to Google that now. Edinburgh Zoo, but like it's now got um. I think it's a commodore now. So they basically gave it a military rank in the Norwegian army, and then it's slowly been promoted. And then obviously they've then like when that penguin's died, they've then just given the title to another <coughs> penguin. The story goes. Oh, the story. emperor penguin's just like the regular penguin. Yeah. Like, like when you think penguin, it's like like well, yeah, the other normal. I think, penguin. I think we're thinking rockhopper, aren't we? The big like the. Yeah, the one with like the orange, the penguin, penguin with orange hair, something like that. It's like eyebrows or something. I don't remember. Yeah, no, these guys. So there's macaroni. Yeah, <laughs> I really want to call That's awesome. Yeah, there's, there's this penguin from. Uh, he's called. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll butcher the name. So like, um, there's a penguin at in Brazil. He's a king penguin. So he's not. He's not an emperor penguin. He's called Niles uh, or Nils Olaf. He's just the, the name they've given this pig penguin. He's named after Olaf the Fifth of Norway, and uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's he's officially a brigadier in the Norwegian army. This penguin. So I was like, I think I, I wonder if like this penguin's like secretly as like penguins are self-aware and he knows and he's just letting this happen. So eventually he's going to get to a rank where he can you'll uh, get promoted to a rank where like you can just like call it in. Take over. <laughs> yeah. Did yeah, like, you ever see the penguins of Madagascar? Exactly that. Exactly. Yeah. Just one day. Smile and wave, boys. Just smile and wave. One day he just takes over. One day he takes over Norway, and they're like, we can't stop him because he's got military jurisdiction to do everything. You know? <laughs> that's awesome. I, I, that's cool. um, I'm part of an anthology that's coming out on Kickstarter at some point soon. Uh, I don't know when, but uh, I wrote a story, and it's a kaiju story. And yeah. And my kaiju monster is um, part penguin and part like giant polar bear. So it's just oh, this nice. weird looking fucking thing. And when it walks on water, it like freezes the water. It's, it's sick. 
Fantastic. I'm like, oh, I'm going to just put two Arctic type animals together and see what happens. What's the, um, what's the, are you allowed to talk about the, the anthology? Uh, I, I think so. I, I think he probably wants me to promote stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's called Kaiju Mania. And it's, um, oh, so there's, I think, four different stories. There's my story, there's Travis Gibb, and then I think there's two others, but I forgot who the other two were. And oh, Alan Johnson or Scotty, whatever his name goes by. Um, and the other one, I don't know the other one, but uh, they all get like um, taken by aliens after like they do. We do our little story, and a UFO comes, takes the kaiju, and then they're gonna go into like a WrestleMania type match thing. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> So, yeah, I have like four pages. I think each story is like four pages or something like that. And then there's like a whole like fight thing. I think that's going to happen in that one, or there's might be a second issue or something. But yeah, that's cool. Right? I, yeah, um, we we did a um, the, uh, me and my fellow Brugaders. We um for a wee while there, we were going, we we're meeting in a bar on a Sunday and just going for a. It's, I should be doing it right now, but also the rest of the Brugaders are away. So um, but we um, we would meet and we we, we developed a story called a uh, uh, Kaiju Rodeo, uh, which we're going to try. I, I, should, I probably need to get it tied down before I share too much. But we were playing around with the um, we're hoping to like co-write it. But um, it's basically like let's what how many ideas can we throw into one like one story and see what happens. Um, and it's this kind of uh, we uh, I love I love Kaiju stories, but our idea was like, I don't know, this is like I don't know might come across quite uh, culturally insensitive now that I've thought about it, but we were like, what would happen if, like, Kaiju started to show up in, like, Las Vegas through some sort of photo or something? What, what, if, that, if that was just, for whatever reason, the, the area of the world that they, um, that they emerged from, we were saying, well, would some rich sort of, some rich oil magnet, would he, would he, like, monetize the whole thing and turn it into, like, so this idea of, like, guys and mechs riding the back of kaijus for televised like rodeos and uh um and then we were kind of playing around with it and we're like what could we do like and like what different ideas could have and i was like we, obviously with the story would be like this would be a big sport but then then they they the kaijus break out somehow and they start to like destroy downtown las vegas and they're like how would they, how would they get out and so my my um my contribution to the story was did you, did you guys know who the KLF the KL, the klf are I don't know, like, they're a, they were like, a, they were a dance rave band in the UK in the 90s. Um, but um, they're quite, and they've got a couple of songs. If you Google them, they're quite, they're, they famously burnt a million pounds on an island in Scotland in the 90s for like a, like a, a cult. So um, I, I, my, my contribution to the story of our Kaijus was that they, they um, the, that they would the kaijus would get broken out of their holding cells by this uh, the kaiju liberation front or the KLF. So like this, I, like my idea was like PETA for kaijus would show up and be like, like kaijus are uh, kaijus are um, completely like self aware and you know they shouldn't be kept in cages. We should release all. Oh, like oh, PETA? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Just... Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think the other one sounds like something else. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love yeah they're I, people I love too. Uh, yeah, exactly that. And then the minute they get out, they just revert back to what kaijus do, which is to like eat people and stand on things. And you're like, they, they do they got to use the uh, the uh, Bellagio, the fountains of Bellagio, like the the thing with like the it does the water. You got to use that to either distract them, or that's where they go to take a bath. You know, like they're like, oh, I just oh, want to cool down because it's like a giant ass fountain. Yeah, that's exactly what we thought. Like, just like. There's so much you could do with that kind of idea. I love a good. Well, I was gonna say, especially because like, uh, like Las Vegas has so many giant buildings that are like overly like. There's like a volcano there. There's like a pyramid there. There's a uh, what's it called? That area that has a bunch of like. Um, there's like a roller coaster and a Statue of Liberty and an Eiffel Tower all like in yeah. one area. Like there's like they, they can just go there and like in one scene you get one of those epic like Godzilla like scenes like destroying uh, the Statue of Liberty, but then like the very next thing they do is destroy the Eiffel Tower. And you're like, what the hell's going on? Oh, I love, no, I love that. I'm gonna steal that off you. 
That'd be, that'd be like a cool way to like intro it, even if you do like one of those things where you flash back to the rodeo, but like to start off where it's like the kaiju's destroyed everything, bam, it's at the Eiffel Tower, it came for it all, bam, it's like the Statue of Liberty, like what the hell are they all over the world? It's like no, they're just in downtown Las Vegas. <laughs> That's amazing. That's a great. It, I'm so reminded me of here's that film Team America where like the Eiffel Tower blows up and it lands on the Arc de Triomphe and you're like actually in reality I've been to Paris a couple of times and in reality those buildings are miles away from each other. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, yeah. Uh, I love that though. Um, so yeah. Um, <laughs> we. I don't know. What was the question? We were talking about my podcast like ages ago, weren't we? Oh <laughs> yeah. We talked about the podcast. We tangented it off to kaiju stories. And uh, yeah, good. I like to, I like to, I like to do that. that. That's what I'm known for in my podcast. Oh, I think. Oh, I think it also started the birds. That's. I think that's where it started. I think. I think something happened where somebody mentioned. Some, oh, you. I think you mentioned the penguins, and then I mentioned the macaws that are out of place, and then we tangent it off. Penguin kaiju. Thing. Yeah. There you go. Now. Now we're full circle. I have a. We were quite lucky, and we put Colin on our podcast, and he just. He's really good at just going on that note, and then he takes us right back to what we're talking about. Um, and that's what we call a segue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.